Buongiorno. It's the Too Much Dip Podcast. It's Monday. My name's Dave. I'm going to host today, if that's cool with everybody here. Back from spring break, it's cool Adam over there. He doesn't have a mic. I just want to say he's glowing. Looks like a guy who was on spring break. Did something cool. Probably cooler than my spring break because I didn't have one. In studio, as always, it's Dorn, Dylan Chivery. Uh, hello, David. Very happy to be here. Well, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm here. I'm here. Good energy oh. to start. Thank you, yeah. Dylan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's just, he's just, it's fine. I'm here. I'm here. He's here. No, I mean, it's, look, Texas can't hurt me anymore. Basketball. Oh, is. yeah, buddy. I'm sorry. Well, hey, it's man, whatever. same boat. KJ2, as SMU took that L in the NIT. Thanks for reminding me. Um, I don't hear myself, so hopefully you hear me. But I will say this, that uh, if I could be anywhere else in the world, it would probably be like on the second or third level of a senior frogs at South Padre <laughs> Island with like real bad weather coming in. And you showed up like four hours too early because you thought it'd be a cool thing just to like be there all day. That's where I'd like to be right now. That's a very specific thing. You know, I feel like it'd be better than, you know, just riding out like storms in North Texas right now. <laughs> We got some big dogs rolling through today. We got uh, we are on big storm watch in Central Texas and North Texas, East Texas. So hey, if you're hearing this in those areas, keep an eye on the weather for real. Mark Spe- uh, mark this on your calendars, people. This is the beginning of storm season, David. Like uh, this is where you get Brett and David on your timeline for the next like good sixty to ninety days, just tossing them around Doppler talk. We're gonna talk Doppler. Speaking of Doppler, the radar of this company is joining us. For the F1 Minuto. It's that boy, Will DeFreeze. Heard you guys talking dogs earlier. Thought I'd bring you in the dog house. Oh, we're in the dog house now. I thought you were going to start with the... Is that the kind of singing people will leave reviews about? Maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe. As long as you're leaving reviews, though, that's okay. Do people like scat? <laughs> well, like shit? No, like that's... It's a genre. I'm a scat man. Not the scat man. But if the scat man can do it, then so can you. The greatest scat man of all time was D- Real World David from Real World New Orleans. Yeah. That was kind of beautiful, Will. Come on, be my baby tonight. Will's here to talk F1 and sing. Yeah. Dirty Pop by Instinct. Is that like digital scat? A little bit. Dirty Pop. I've seen that video. I'm, I'm happy we've got your will with us today. Well, this is very exciting. As uh, we can get right into it because I don't want to take up too much of Will's time. He's a busy guy. Not that busy. Uh, we had some. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your honesty. All right, all right. <laughs> He's just gonna hang out, watch the watch the Doppler. We had F1 yesterday. It was the first race. Did you? Who watched it? Everybody, ever, go around the room. I'm gonna say this. I watched some of it, Dylan. <laughs> Uh, I watched uh, exactly one lap, the the final one. That was a good one. Yeah. If you're gonna catch one of them, that was a good one. KJ, I watched one single lap less than Dylan. One single crumb of F1. I watched none of it at all, um, unintentionally so, but uh, nevertheless, I'm here to be informed. Looking at you. Yes, I watched Bahrain. You guys are going to get canceled. I watched the last six laps. So, yeah, I, I was playing golf yesterday. And, and being that it was for a birthday party, I decided that I was going to not worry about the F1 action going on. And so after 
the round of golf, I returned home. I turned on the replay and I watched it while my son napped for two hours. That's perfect. That's some dad shit. It's not a bad way to spend uh, spend the afternoon after 18 holes of golf. Tell me, tell me what happened to Red Bull. And if you want to just say fuel pump and be done with it, that's fine because that's about where I'm at. Yeah. But it looked like somebody just – it looks like somebody just hit the off button on their vehicle. Also, are you hopping off the Red Bull train? No, nah, I'm fully on the Red Bull train. They give you wings. Uh, so apparently – and I don't know if there's much video of this, but apparently what actually happened is that there was a dude uh, with a beard who was in their their pits and – he started sucking all the gas out of their cars. And so all the cars all stopped in the middle of the race. Wait, did he get Wait. in the pit and try to love someone? Yeah. And so because all the gas was sucked out of their cars, they didn't have enough gas to finish the race. And so they both stopped before the last lap. That's to weird because a, you, you would think someone would have noticed this man doing that and B pit stops in F1 are like two seconds long. Well, I, I this guy I, must have been absolutely sucking. This guy sucks. I've literally. got some boots on the ground, and apparently, this guy can suck. <laughs> he sucks. Really? Yeah. Just, just, it's weird because I thought you were at the golf course. A yesterday. Hall of Fame sucker. I, apparently, he had opened an incognito window so nobody could see where he was when he was in the pits. That makes sense. No, so as this, uh, so practice was all week last week, and it looked like uh, Ferrari was quick, and it turns out they are fast. They're very quick. One and two on the podium. Yes, and uh, as as signs said after, maybe Verstappen was racing well enough yesterday to get P2. But, as you know, power failure. What do I got to do to get P2? Okay, that's inappropriate. Not a proud of myself. Aren't you a P1? Man, thank, um, you. thank you for knowing that. The Red Bull car, I'm sorry, the Ferrari car, aside from being quick, Looks fucking sick. Uh, the color scheme that Ferrari went with this season is it, it makes me like Ferrari so much more Dude, than I previously did, which wasn't that much. That is a sexy, sexy ride. It's good. Have you guys watched any of Drive to Survive yet with the most recent season? Um, I've I've started it, but I fell asleep during the first episode, so no. I'm slow playing it. I don't want to binge it, as that is Dave's. Oh thing. man. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's been good. I mean, there's a lot of drama going into the season. Obviously, after last year, there's a new uh, race director. Massey's out. He's too yeah. Red Bull. Why? Because uh, apparently he might have helped Red Bull. I think. I think uh, there's big F1 is talking about. You know, maybe Red Bull did a little handshake agreement that they would stop their cars early on the first race to give themselves a handicap for the rest of the season after they got helped out for the championship last season. This sounds like info F1 wars. Who was the dude who spun out in the last lap? Checo Perez. Perez. Uh, yeah, it, he didn't spin out. I don't. I, I, he kind of spun out. I told. I told. After his pump went out, I think. Yeah, it was, it was because of the power failure. Um, I told. I told KJ this. There's a lot of new rules when it comes to F1 this year, and something that I've dedicated myself to is not learning any of them. <laughs> not only do I not care about the new rules, I just care that there's competitiveness in this sport. I don't want to be such an F1 fan that I'm talking about things so specifically that I sound like a mechanic. I just don't think that's a good look. J-Bone. J-Bone. I saved that for F1, Formula Bone, for everyone out there. But, yeah, we got two uh, two no finishes from uh, our boys over at the Red Bull side of things. You got to think uh, Christian's not too happy about that. Is this a, a design flaw in this year's iteration of their vehicle or something that can be fixed? I'm sure it'll be fixed. I'm sure they're just going to have to get replacement parts. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what specifically led to it, unfortunately. I'm sure there's information out there. I'll tell you this, man. After getting married, it's always a no finish. 
Wait, what do you mean? You, well, I just mean my vehicle runs out of gas. Wait, so getting what does that have to do with being married? Well, you just don't fill up your gas, you know, your gas hey, tank. Hey, enough? man. Hey, dude. Look, let's just move on. <laughs> hey, what's up, KJ? Hey, I, I love the image of thinking of Christian Horner just logging on to like rockautoparts.com and just like ordering a new fender. I don't know. Whatever to uh, fix their car issues, like with replacement parts. Second, I would like to lodge a little bit of a very convenient uh, uh, investigation into the presentation of, that we just had here by F1 Minuto, Minuto Will. Will, are you or are you not a very publicly stated Max Verstappen fan? I am, yeah. This is correct. Following that question up with, uh, very convenient for you to choose now to say, you know what, I don't really care about the rules. After the announcement oh, that uh, F1 admitted that the former race director Ooh. did have an error in the final race that led to Max Verstappen winning the championship last year. And uh, after he come out and says, like, hey, publicly, we fucked up. You're like, yeah, the rules. Fuck those rules. Hey, man, what's, what's happened in the past is in the past. You know, I wish I could change it. You know, I feel bad. I wonder if and KJ would have said that if he was in the same room with you. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and to compound that with the whole like, and the Red Bull drivers are so honorable that they're just going to bow out of the first race is like, you know what? We're going to self-impose this penalty. Please don't kick us off campus. It's a self-imposed penalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're a non-hazing organization. I don't think that's the worst conspiracy theory I've ever heard. <laughs> Dude, I kind of uh, like it. It's, <laughs> it just doesn't seem plausible. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I like I like that you're willing to go there. Well, here's what we know about this season That's so far. Okay. Them. Yeah. Ferrari's a true contender, which is fun. They Let's haven't go. been a true contender for a few years now. This is exciting. And they are the most Italian team. Well, the Ragazzi is going loco right now. Who's their Who's their manager? I don't know his name, but Enzo he's, Ferrari, the glasses guy. Yeah, really. he's the, just I just call him the glasses guy with the funny hair. The guy's he's so a, Italian. He's I love such him. a He's such him. a cute Italian. F1 guy. hardos are just punching air right now, but guess what? I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me uh, announce that I am Team Ferrari, not because they just won. I mean, that's part of it. But you've I've always, always been, told me that I've always been a big Ferrari guy. The car looks so dope this year. Uh, when I started playing the F1 game, the video game during COVID, I chose Ferrari. This is facts. That's facts. So, um, yeah, it's a little weak sauce saying I, I'm Team Ferrari after they they went they finished one two, but Boys. it's whatever. People are saying he's the original Matty B, Mattia Binotto. <laughs> Mattia Binotto. Official Matty B. Uh, are you, do we have any Mercedes boys in the building right now? Yeah, me. Mercedes little, is I'm, running I'm slow guy. this season, and there, there are concerns there. Yeah. That being said, like, Lewis is such a great driver and competitor that, like, I feel like he's always going to be in the mix no matter what. They finished, what, like 3-5, something like that? Uh, they ended up finishing 3-4. So Hamilton three, got a backdoor podium. Good for him. Been there. I mean, really. Explain. Yeah, when I was Explain. running that, uh, when we were doing that sock hop at the charity carnival, how'd you get a back door to the podium? That fucking little kid tripped on the other team. Oh, yeah, if you were doing it into okay. the sock. Did you trip him? Let's just say he had a sack malfunction. <laughs> His potato sack. <laughs> okay. Had nothing to do you, with it. You cut the you cut the bottom out of your potato sack, and you were just running. Uh, there yeah, were rumors of one mile. Pretty pathetic that I got third. That's the best I could do. I cheated. It's very and, sad. And from henceforth, I will be uh, referring to Lewis as Lewis Lara Ballester Hamilton. 
I, I understand why he's doing this. I think it's a great nod to his mother for changing his name to include his mother's history. But your name's Lewis Hamilton, and I don't think people are going to change on that very quickly. It's going to be a big mouthful for these announcers when they're trying to get his like n- newly conjuncted name done. Can I ask a question before I comment? What is the what is the context before I have anything to say? Be- because uh, KJ, I mean, if you want to explain it, KJ, by all means, you've got it. Uh, Lewis is trying to uh, Lewis Hamilton is he would like the the maiden name of his mother or I guess his mother's name, whatever it is. I don't even know how to say it. He wants uh, that to live uh, on no, and have some kind of notoriety to it because of oh, him. And okay. so he is going to change his name to include both Hamilton and his new last name. Because I was going to say, well, does it fit well on the leaderboard? No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> not good. Not good. This Schumacher not... barely fits on the. Yeah, this is Tom Gallegos Brady coming back this year. <laughs> so a, a couple big stories. You guys want a couple big stories? Oh, yeah, I think uh, so. You got to keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Valtteri Botas. This guy's going for Alfa Romeo. No one thought he had a shot at anything, and he's driving up a storm. Sixth place yesterday. Uh, also, Magnussen. He was a last-minute replacement for Mazepin, who is Russian, who got kicked out. He also Mazepin also did a really good job of confirming reports that he is an absolute dickhead on Drive to Survive. I think it's the fourth episode where they follow him for a little bit. Dude's a total asshole. Just can't stop being a dickhead. Yeah. And so they replaced him with Kevin. They replaced him with Magnuson and Magnuson got one of the five only top five finishes for Haas ever. Haas. Yeah. Haas is a a punching bag. Usually they've had five top five finishes. If if what I read is correct. Five top five finishes. Boom. Got another one. Magnuson. Good for you. I mean, it's exciting. We got it's exciting. We've got a lot of competition. Let's shake it up at the top, man. I'm all about this. Ferrari back in the mix. Haas getting a little taste, getting their beaks a little wet. So I'm still Mercedes. Love Lewis. Love Toto or Toto. But Ferrari's call him Totes. 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 I call him Double T. Really? No, I just call him Toto. Uh, Give me, give me Ferrari as my backup, my safety. In his room. So I, I reserve the right to root for both and be happy for both. If you don't like that, don't don't email Dylan at washmedia.com. Don't do that. Thanks. I for, love it. Thanks for I'm looking forward to the season. Yeah. If if only there was just like no other sports news going on so that we could pay full attention to, to F1. There's nothing else happening, dude. It's a slow time. Yeah, tough, tough time right now. Well, are you gonna sit in or you wanna what do you want to do? I've watched zero basketball. I also can name five NFL players, Tom Brady included. That's not true. No, that's not Tom true. Non-quarterback NFL players right now, it'd be hard for me to name more than five. <clears throat> Who's the starting quarterback of the Lions? I know that one, Goff. Let's go. Look at that. But I'm not even a Lions fan anymore. Intern, Super intern Bowl champions, Adam. Los Angeles Rams. Wow, only be the first. That's really cool. Who's Guys, number 99 you. on the Rams? Let's see if you can name it because I know one coach that apparently couldn't. Oh, wow. Damn. We can do that here in the Breaking NFL News segment. Hey, if you guys get any hate for any F1 stuff, just please direct it to me. Will, I will do. I would like to talk to some of these people who have a little hatred in their hearts. These guys think they're, they think they're team principals over here just talking all this booty chatter. Where do F1 fans rank on like, uh, in like the booty chatter department? Like, I, how, I'm not going to lie. How ornery do they get? They're online? not college football. Well, right. But for a sport that need, like, I guess it doesn't, I guess F1 doesn't currently need a, a 
larger fanship than it has right now. It's it's probably at its peak of popularity right now. But the Hardos are not very nice about letting the new new guys in. Yeah. I mean, like me. I watch six laps. I mean, I've been watching for, I feel like, a while now, and I feel like I have an appropriate amount of fandom. I enjoy watching every Saturday and Sunday. I don't care about practices. I don't care about anything else. All I want to do is watch the race, enjoy the race, and I don't care about some of the, the more major details. And these hardos, they just want you to know everything. What's the pink team? Alpine. Alpine? Are they legit? No, they were Probably not because you didn't even know their name. <laughs> they just have it's all a... that pink, man. No, but it's because they have to drive with snow tires on. Because they're Alpine. Okay. Wow. Okay. Do they put chains on their tires? <laughs> That'd be cool. Might be a little chain on the tires. That's not how that song goes. Oh, oh. Will brings the energy. Sorry. I'm doing Will, a lot of singing today. Thank you so much, man. Is that you telling me to go? No. Uh, it kind of sounds like he's All pushing right. you out All the right. door. He's right, shutting the <laughs> Will, where can we find your content? Lad football, bruv. It's a really sad account over there right now. Shout out to uh, all the Manchester United supporters out there just going through the grind right now. Tough three weeks without a game, but we'll get there. We won't. Yeah. Anywhere else? I feel like you do other stuff. When Champions League, next round of Champions League, I want to come on here and do a little primer for the people to get ready for I'm the, in. the final eight I'm teams. absolutely in, especially after the uh, they buy the Chelsea team, the Cubs guy. Ricketts. Quick question. Uh, when is Fulham getting uh, put back in the champ in the Premier League? I don't know, but their striker right now is just absolutely dicing it up over there. Oh, he's mad mental, yeah. They're going off. It, it was expected. They know, are going but, off, though. Uh, Can he do good. it in the Premier I, League, though? I just struggle. The two Champions League <clears throat> like titles throws me off. So. Champions League and then the championship. It's right. it's confusing. Yeah, that's my issue. All right. Thanks, All right, Will. guys. Well, we look forward to having you back soon. Bye-bye. There it goes, guys and girls and Oof. everybody. People. That was fun, man. Going back to the people cave. That's probably what he's doing. Can I uh, confess something real quick? I spent about uh, 60% of the time Will was on with us talking F1, just trying to remember how to pronounce Alpha Tarari, and I still didn't land on a confident pronunciation because I don't know why it came to mind. I was like, hey, what's that other team? And I just looked at it. I was like, I don't know. I'm glad. Bang. I'm glad you didn't try to force it in there. Nah, nah, just right now for a transition. Hey, do uh, you want to break some NFL news? Boom, boom. We got Matt Ryan going to Indy for a third-round pick. Mm -hmm. Does that surprise you? Shit ton of money, I think, is also the thing. So I assume it means the Colts are going to pay a big chunk of his, like, $40 million cap number. So Indy continues the, um, let's experiment with a washed-up, Immobile quarterback at at the uh, twilight of their career. We went Philip Rivers. And to be fair, um, what's his face is not exactly twilight. Um, thank you, Carson Wentz. And now, uh, Matty Ice. Matty, Matty Ice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would say that Philip Rivers was a success to a certain extent. Um, they just missed the playoffs that year, but they were very, very competitive. I think they had a really, really good defense and a top rank rushing attack and Phillip rivers was okay, but I think they dealt with injuries if I recall. And I, and maybe they got edged out of the playoffs. Um, and then when you come back with Carson Wentz, I mean, it wasn't what they needed, especially for the money that you've got to pay him long-term. 
but yeah, it, it seems like making a lot of moves to try to find the right one. Um, and I, I wonder how many times you can strike out if it's only costing you cap space in a third. Uh, I don't hate it. I think Matt Ryan has something to give. I thought Jacoby Brissett was going to be the guy. Not, <laughs> not sure why you thought that. And also, did you know there's a bridge to um, a potential, well, like our next topic in under this headline, uh, the Browns have signed Jacoby Brissett to a one-year deal to back up Deshaun. So yeah, it all ties together, man. It's a, it's a, it's a small club and you're not in on it. <laughs> I'm definitely not in on it. No, I, I don't play to. in the NFL either. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kobe Brissett will be starting at least, you know, five to six games, but Dylan, what are your overall thoughts on uh, the fact that the Browns traded three firsts, some other picks and fully guaranteed <clears throat> about $230 million. My, to, uh, yeah. My thoughts are that the Texans won this by a landslide. They got a hell of a deal for this. Three first-rounders. Um, this contract is is jaw-dropping. Two Was it 230 for mm-hmm. six six years? No, what is it? Six years, 230? Yeah. Unbelievable money. Um, no, it's five years. I'll tell you in a second here. It's a five-year. Five-year, 230 million. So 46 a year, every single dime is guaranteed have we seen many contracts like this before or any and for a guy who's like facing civil loss it's 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 insane um congrats to the texans for yeah for that trade i I can't wait i can't wait to see what easterby does with those picks right um i'm sure he won't weird out his draft picks as they as they come by the front office to to say what's up we really need a spencer rattler to Houston in like two years, oh, something just ridiculously bad. Please, yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, the Browns. Uh, I, I don't know, man. They're leveraging a lot for this guy, and we don't know a if he's gonna play. B, he hadn't played in well, like close to like almost two years now. Um, but he's young. He's what twenty five. He is. He is. He's, a, he's in a hell of. He's a hell of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I want to see where Baker ends up. Oof. Do you have uh, any moral stance on the decision to guarantee all of this money to someone uh, facing the number of civil uh, allegations that he is? Because as of, I guess, last Thursday or Friday before the trade hit, it was announced that he would face no criminal charges as a um, right. result of the 22 uh, complaints of I guess sexual assault were the, the basis of the complaints. Unwanted advances following massage requests. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say about this. Um, it, it, obviously, I think it would have been great if they let everything play out, mm-hmm. legally speaking. Um, I don't know. Morally, it's questionable. Obviously. They said they did their due diligence and spoke with them, and he was very candid and sincere in their conversation. Of course he was. Like, would you expect him to be aggressive during these conversations? I don't know, man. Interestingly, did not speak with Tony Busby, the plaintiff's attorney, for all uh, 22 of the uh, victims. Alleged victim. Sure. Thank you. (laughs) It's good. Uh, Defendants would probably even be better to use, but yeah. Well, they uh, sure. It's 
I'm I'll risk it all to have some bad takes here. Um, the amount of time that the process took seemed a little bit uh, wild, but I understand when you're compiling 22 complaints all in one place to get them in front of a grand jury. And they had announced early on it was going to come down in February, you know, a couple weeks behind schedule, no big deal. Uh, as of now, I believe Deshaun Watson's been deposed in four out of 22 civil complaints with 18 left to go. Um, I would imagine, I guess I don't understand the extent because obviously the grand jury situation occurred in which he pled the fifth in that, but then did his uh, civil suit uh, depositions. I would imagine that in any sort of civil lawsuit deposition of this matter where the solicitations were done electronically, like through Instagram and all of these other means of communication, text and whatnot, and the alleged offenses occurred in person at his house, whatever, that there likely was a lot of digital evidence that had to have been there. Uh, And for him to have taken the route of like, absolutely will not settle, will not settle, will not settle. And then to share his side of the case with evidence there to support, And very quickly, things seem to be, you know, going one direction. I I feel like as safe as it is to say, like, hey, with this much smoke, there's got to be fire. And at very minimum, there were acts that you probably don't want to support with the $230 million guaranteed contract. I also would probably say that in the event that he is just ignorant and or a scumbag, but not, you know, in violation of any laws, you know, hey, he played his cards and he won. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm like in a high step to go buy his jersey and like defend him uh, every Sunday when when he's uh, you know doing sponsorships and whatnot. But uh, it ain't pretty. It's kind of weird uh, that like the wife of the owner was like on the team statement. It was like D and Jimmy Jimmy Haslin, like a joint statement from them, the coach and the GM saying, "Hey, we support this. We looked into this, and we're good with it." you know, they put their name on it. They can own it if that's the case. Yeah. Um, as, as a fan of a team that, um, has consistently brought in people, um, with questionable moral integrity, we'll get to them. We'll get to them in a minute. Yeah. Great, great segue. Um, thinking back to when the Cowboys brought in Greg Hardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. My flight, my, my flight mate. Yeah. People forget that was just uh, a weird time. And I don't, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that being my quarterback. Um, You know, with Greg Hart, for example, Greg Hardy's not the only, you know, they brought in Pac-Man positions where like you almost, you can forget about them on the field at quarterback. It's obviously the most important position on the field. And, you know, typically and with NFL franchises, you build your team around a quarterback that's the face of your franchise. That's the person who's doing the charity events. And I'm sure they're going to have Deshaun doing all of that. But I would be, I would be uncomfortable um, as a Browns fan, if I was a Browns fan. Um, and I think we, we, we touched on this a little last week. Like, it's going to be at least six games, right, based on precedent. Now, I know Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger got six games, reduced to four. Um, and Zeke got six games. And, and I, they, the Cowboys botched that whole deal. And I feel like there was a, a better offer out there and they wanted to play it out. And he was gone this six games. Four, right? Say what? Oh, uh, 
I, I, for some reason I'm struggling. Cause I know he had the accusations coming out of college of like domestic violence. And then he had the St. Patrick's day public boob honking in which there weren't direct charges out of it. But I think piled on the other one is when he ended up with like four games or something like that. But again, I don't, I, I don't remember the, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing six and, and yeah. And there was never any criminal charges brought against Zeke. Uh, so I think it's a very comparable situation. So I don't know. That's a lot. I mean, is Jacoby Brissett their starting quarterback uh, the first half of the season or the first six games? That's pretty insane. I guess it's almost the first third of the season now. They need to bring back whatever the guy was during their season of hard knocks that was just responsible for, like, parking the RV and filling it up with snacks for uh, Tyrod and Baker. Oh, I I love that that dude. But they need to bring him back, see if he can uh, sling it a little bit. I know who won't be there. Mike uh, Dylan sent stacks. Mike Glennon, yeah, that that too. And I think he went to where I'm talking about too. Oh, well, where'd Mike Glennon land? He just signed a deal. I don't. It doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. But Dylan sent to the group text. He's got like an RSS feed alert set to it that uh, Garrett Gilbert signing in Vegas. Did he? I did not see oh. that actually. I definitely I, I did not know. send that he to got the group. Some deal. He keeps, he keeps finding employment. Good for him. Don't know why. I'm no. happy for him. Um, it was just he got a deal in the offseason this year. Yeah, Raiders signed him uh, this year. But last year, I felt like he sat around for most of the season um, after having, like, the, the commanders and cowboys, like, uh, since. Anyhow. It was the football team, actually, KJ. That's true. It was the football team at that point. What happens to Baker? Where's that dude well, going? Who's left? We've got Atlanta now needs a quarterback. The Saints, I believe, I haven't seen anything official, but it's my understanding that Jameis most likely will return to the Saints, but that's, again, not official yet. Um, you have Seattle, and then we know that San Fran is looking yeah. to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Since we last talked, we know that Russell Wilson's now a Bronco. Um, obviously, Deshaun is now a Cleveland Brown. And the Texans are without a quarterback as well. So of all those teams, do you guys have a preference or an interest or where would you be most excited to see him land? Seattle, San Fran, Atlanta, Houston. I mean, well, Baker would hate Seattle. Selfishly. Or he would hate San Francisco too. Selfishly, I want him to go to Houston's just so I can lean into my hatred for them and him collectively together. See, I don't want him to go to Houston because I kind of, I root for Baker a little bit. I don't know why. Um, I just like the, I respect the edge. Uh, Seattle, Seattle's the one. Him and Pete Carroll would be <laughs> kind of hilarious. Um, Carolina too. Did you throw out yeah, Carolina? I guess Carolina is still looking because I, I really thought Deshaun was going to end up there. And I don't know if it's that stupid mentality of like, oh, well, he went to college uh, out there and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Clemson's what, an hour and a half, two hours from uh, Charlotte. But I guess he's from Atlanta, so. I don't know why, like, somehow that, that still locks in my head. Like, oh, a person being from somewhere matters when it comes to professional free agency. Um, all I know is it needs to be an NFC team because right now you've got Aaron Rodgers and Dak, and who would you say is the next best quarterback in the NFC? Mike Glennon did sign with the Giants, so. Oh, Tom Brady came back. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Mike. <laughs> Glennon's backing up uh, Daniel Jones, so. There you go. Half of a neck, or between him and David Sills' necks, that might be a good two feet of human being. Davis Mills? 
Davis Mills, David yeah. Stills, whatever his name is, the quarterback in Houston, long neck. Davis Stills and Nash and Young. <laughs> right. Um, well, so we got Garoppolo and Baker. Those are our two that need a – Jameis looks like you said he's going to sign in New Orleans, which that might put him like top five NFC. I would probably be – I'd be comfortable with that. I'm sure I'm not being critical enough about it, but I feel like with proven stats, yeah. Because who ended up in Washington? They just signed somebody, right? Carson Wentz. We're sleep- oh, yeah. We're sleeping on a number of names. Uh, Matt Stafford, Super Bowl MVP. Kyler. Uh, I've heard Brady and Stafford off the top. So, yeah, Brady, Stafford, um, Rodgers, and then Dak. Oh, Russ, Kyler. Russ is gone. Kirk Cousins, very mid. Kyler, I'd put him right next to Kirk and Dak, and I might even put him above Dak. Only because of injury. Only because of injuries. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird time to be in the NFC as a quarterback. So I don't know. There were a lot of other headlines that came up. Any thoughts, emotions about the Randy Gregory situation? We can use that as a transition point uh, into uh, the city of Dallas. But um, Randy Gregory announced to have re-signed with the Cowboys for five years, sixty million. Thirty minutes or so later, we hear he actually signed with the Denver Broncos. Uh, the basis of the change being that there was a clause in his contract that he claimed was not in his contract before that said if he were to be fined, it basically voided the guarantees in his contract. Now, the reason it wasn't in his contract before is because he didn't have any guarantees in place because he was coming off of years of suspension and they kind of had like a come and prove it uh, contract put together. Depending on who you listen to, it, it was standard language, and he decided to freak out about it. But at the end of the day, Randy Gregory is now a Bronco, and the Cowboys offseason can be graded, I guess, by the two of you. Yeah, I think um, based on everything I've heard, that the only Cowboy that does not have that language in his agreement is Dak. Um, it is standard. They didn't try to put it in there at the last minute. That's not a thing. That's not a thing that people do in good faith negotiations. Dylan, um, is that a thing that you do in good faith negotiations? Yeah, tell me that. Put it in at the last minute. KJ, <laughs> grow up, man. She, what's this guy? This guy. Come on. He thinks because he's at home, he can what just get doing? away with whatever he wants. The H chair just, just falls him around. Like two weeks. Ridiculous. Were you not on last week? Do we have Brett? Oh man, I was still in. I was coming back from Vegas actually. Yeah, Which, you. People don't talk about you going back to back Vegas. Quick aside on that. Your boy, absolute heater the entire trip last time. Uh, I don't want look. I don't. Uh, uh-uh, I don't want to hear. Don't want to hear. Came, came back in the positives. He was texting me like, "Man, I'm having way more fun on this trip than Dylan." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, that's nice." God, I couldn't catch a hand, man. I on will also card. say, there was one common visit that nobody wants to include on their trips that this one included too. But we can talk about it offline. Back to back weeks for that. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. You went back to that club. Yeah, we exactly. spent way too much money on one bottle of champagne. They still had the Sunday one crumb scary of champagne. Sign. <laughs> we really did. I think I'm still paying that off. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I used the pancakes from before, and I just try to tell myself I paid that for the pancakes. Oh and man, the, that food was good. That that's the thing I try to keep telling myself. You the know dim sum brunch. Yes, might have been my favorite meal in Vegas, and I know that's and that, we had a great Italian. It meal was too. mine. I had no problem. It's very good. It. It was delicious. Anyhow, sorry. Yeah, so Randy Gregory's gone. That's Amari's gone. I love Amari's gone. I love 
I love both of those guys. I really like Gregory mainly because I like a story like that, a guy who's, you know, going through it and find, you know, makes a name for himself the last couple of seasons. And you know what? He'll do well. Denver's Denver's had a good off season, I think. Um, but Cowboys did re-sign Leighton Vanderish. So I don't know how <laughs> how Dude, H that makes you, Dylan. The Dylan, wolf how hard is are back. you? How hard are you on that? Um, two point two eggplant emojis out of five on that on that one. Okay, I didn't know this. You broke this news to me, and it may have been something I missed. But it, how could you miss wow. that news? They announced it over the weekend, I believe. It is a Friday news route, probably. That's a bad decision. <laughs> I don't know, KJ. They need Miles they Jack need depth at the position. Go get Miles Jack. Well, anyhow. Do we want to do uh, talk about our good friends at 10,000 before we uh, talk about the city of Dallas? Man, uh, I've been wearing those seven inch interval shorts for, oh, probably like the last year. And they are the most versatile. They are my favorite. I love everything 10,000 puts out. And that's not an exaggeration. The shirt and the shorts, I wear them to work sometimes. People, you know what? I don't care if I'm not in dress code. I feel like they want us to talk about the shorts more than the shirts, but I I, I gotta talk about the shirts. They are they are the long sleeve, particularly some of my favorite shirts that I and not even just to work out in. I lounge in them. I'll go pick up some breakfast tacos. Them I don't I don't even care, David. You don't do you really don't care. The man. shorts though are the most comfortable shorts out there. Tons of features it. in those shorts, like the silver ion for odor protection, no bounce pockets. Dylan, I know you have a problem with bouncing down there, right? Breathable and lightweight shell fabric, no bounce phone pocket. I already said that. And an optional liner that's very comfortable and prevents chafing. Something that I've struggled with over the years. Uh-huh. Man, I don't know. And the versatile shirt, you talked about it, man. It's the perfect workout shirt. Lightweight, breathable, and durable. In addition to the interval short, they make gear specific to other types of training from running to Olympic lifting to boxing. So you can find a short for all the ways you train, even if you're just going to get breakfast tacos, Dylan, as you often do. Mm-hmm. Not too often, but breakfast tacos are good, and you do go get them, correct? I do, quite a bit, yeah. Thank you. The brand believes in being better than yesterday, a stoic dedication to continuous improvement, not overnight success. They have a team of over 200 athletes. Dylan's one of them. Test their gear to ensure the perfect design, fabric, trims, and fits. I'm not actually part of their testing team, but I would love to be. You're on the never mind. What I'm on the bench? What are you gonna say? No. Free shipping and free returns and a lifetime guarantee. They're really awesome. I'm not we're not just saying that. They are they're sick. I warmed to the gym this morning. By the way, I'm a morning gym guy. Okay. I just wake up, I throw on my my interval shorts and I go to the gym. I put on a shirt as well and shoes. But so I'm there. you say that you rely on ten thousand for your for your morning jacket. I ruined it by saying your instead of my. Ten thousand is offering our listeners fifteen percent off your your purchase. Go to ten thousand cc slash bang. That's ten thousand cc slash bang to receive fifteen percent off your purchase. That's ten thousand cc slash bang. Check them out. I can't get over your gym outfit, man. Shirts, shorts, and shoes. I'm also and I left out socks. <laughs> Typically, it's good to wear socks, especially if you have like struggle with blisters, like I do. Wow. What happened to the uh, 
weren't the the dipping dots of uh, athletic wear supposed to be those toe shoes? You still see a couple of those, those around are so the gym. bad. What's up with that? I feel like my feet would be, my toes would be so spread out, you know? There was a guy at the Duncanville Golds or Cedar Hill plant, 24-hour fitness that was like a, one of those bodybuilders. He was called, he called himself the Hulk, and he was huge. This guy he, sounds sick. And he worked out in those. And I was always like, man, those, I guess those are good to deadlift and squat those in. Those look really stupid, They sir. tell you flat soul. I don't know. I didn't want to tell him, but they did look dumb as hell. He could beat he could beat the living piss out of me. So hopefully he doesn't hear this. I was kidding. Well, you want to talk about brackets, or do we want to talk about what the hell's going on in the city of Dallas? Mavs are getting sued again. Wrongful termination. Former GM uh, Donnie Nelson, son of Don Nelson, um, who coincidentally also sued uh, the Mavs and Mark Cuban. Um, and this is for wrongful termination. He is alleging that uh, he has been terminated. Was terminated because. His nephew, who he got it, lined up an interview with Cuban's right-hand man, his chief of staff, um, that man alleged alleged that, that uh, during that meeting that took place in this guy's hotel room, which is always unstable to me, uh, sexually harassed. His nephew was sexually harassed and assaulted. And then what, when Donnie Nelson found out about it months later and raised a stink about it, he was terminated. That is the very, very loose fact statement of that lawsuit cuban has denied it said everything in it's a lie it's petty as hell i it's bizarre to me first of all i've always thought it was weird donnie nelson stayed on after they got rid of his dad as coach Mm -hmm. and then his dad sued the organization and it was not pretty and donnie nelson just stayed on working for the guy who his dad's suing is that not unstable yep it was very unstable and Nothing felt as unstable as the, not just the grammar, but the overall tone and some of the descriptors found in the actual lawsuit. Uh, Because if you're tuned into the Dallas sports scene at all, the last couple of weeks have uh, been littered with everyone becoming, uh, you know, uh, their own part-time lawsuit reviewer uh, because we've had quite a few in the sports scene. Luckily for us, we have somebody who uh, has his JD uh, would you have, uh, any opinion on the, like the tone and the way that that lawsuit was written? Is that so unique at all? No, not the look lawsuits, demand letters, C, C and D's are riddled with passive aggressive language. And this one, which happens to be personal, I think what you're referring to is the the notes, so yeah, you have the very serious part of it where it's it's alleging like what happened to his nephew, and then you have the the notes of um, Donnie Donnie Nelson, who was the GM for all those years, including the championship. Um, I don't know, wanting to draft Giannis, and Mark Cuban saying no. That's in the lawsuit now. And instead of calling him Giannis, they referred to him in the lawsuit as Donnie Nelson wanted to draft the Greek freak. He put Greek for, okay, that I did not see. Yeah. Okay, just in case you didn't know Giannis Antetokounmpo was. By the way, I crushed that. I'm impressed. Thank you. I've been working on it. I thought this might come up. No, it's- Also, lawsuit, whenever he refers to Donnie Nelson's nephew, or when he's referring to the lawyers referring to Donnie Nelson's nephew, unnecessarily, but likely to evoke emotion, 
they call him a, they refer to the nephew as a young member of the LBGTQ community. Like did not have any reason or impact on like the alleged sexual assault or harassment. Like, I, I don't know what you would be going for here because they were accusing a male uh, uh, VP of this correct like assault or harassment or referring to it, but that's not what the lawsuit was about. But they were like saying, oh, and he hit on my young gay nephew or um, whatever uh, appropriate term out of the, the abbreviation. Not knowing what, what uh, is being alleged, like what was alleged to have happened. Right. I think that's just in there because uh, that community traditionally marginalized in society, it sounds worse, you know, it, exactly. it just sounds worse. Um, and that's exactly what a plaintiff's attorney is thinking. How do we spin this in the most uh, negative light for them? I agree. Um, you know, a lot of it is, it's wild. It's a lot of Donnie gloating, a lot of them trying to make Cuban look stupid. Now, a lot of it, I mean, like, look, he's pointing, he's basically saying, look, this, I was terminated for for bringing this up and cause like, look at my track record. I'm the one who wanted to draft Giannis. He didn't let me. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of merit. It's a lot of fuck you though. It's a very personal lawsuit as it is like 48 pages. I think. There's also a line in regards to, I wanted to keep Steve Nash and he demanded we draft Eric Dampier, a That's, name that nobody outside of the Dallas area would know for good reason, but we know Steve Nash's name. So it, it's a very weird lawsuit. Uh, but as I mentioned, it's not the only one here in the Dallas Sports Network or Dallas Sports area. Uh, and, and we try hard not to make this too Dallas-centric, but this shit going down here locally has been absurd, delicious, however you want to call it. Are you talking Jerry? Over in Jerry World. How much, if at all, did you guys get into this last week? We talked about it. We talked about it a little bit. Um, I'll talk about the new daughter, or have you talked at all about the lawsuits alleged of Jerry's son. We did not get into Jerry's son. That is new to me. <laughs> Spill the so, tea. The new daughter is uh, interesting to me only because uh, anyone who knows the Denver Broncos story, their family has an absolute shit show of a uh, story. The um, the name is escaping me. If anyone can find a family name for uh, the Broncos family. But anyways, they've got a whole power struggle after the patriarch of their family passed away, um, which a part of that story included a daughter that nobody was aware of in the family named Alex. That Alex also went to SMU. Ironically, somebody I was familiar with for my time at SMU. Hey now. Uh, and she like, was like, yeah, I want no part of like trying to be a part of this ownership struggle. Yeah. I'm, you know, uh, it's good to know who the dad is, but I'm out of here. Whereas here in Dallas, we find out there's another Alex who also went to SMU who, who knows what her interests are so far. In her lawsuit, uh, it does mention that her mom was, um, what do you call it, subpoenaed to speak in the uh, divorce case of uh, one of Jerry's daughters, of Charlotte Jones, and her divorce. Um. There was also another lawsuit that came up that apparently Jerry Jr., Jerry Jones' son, naturally, uh, was being sued by a woman that he apparently had an affair with, filmed the encounter against or unbeknownst to her. She became aware of the camera in the room, demanded that he delete the video. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to delete it. I'm going to delete it. And she's like, delete it before I leave. Delete it. And delete that shit. 
Come he on. Camera in his sock drawer. Years Ooh. later, she's contacted, you know, whatever. Sorry. She's contacted by a friend of the family. Uh, though, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's contacted by the friend of the family saying, hey, found these photos or these photos were shared with me, blah, blah, blah. Come to find out Jerry Jr.'s wife uh, found the camera in the sock drawer saying she was looking for passports or something. Uh, and it's like, hey, I'm going to spread these uh, photos out uh, amongst the family, I guess, because then this person told the lady she was upset. She sued or she brought this up. And then years later, a second person was like, Hey, I just saw these photos. Are you fucking Jerry jr? She's like, well, was I in this position? It's like, yeah, same photos. So then now she's suing Jerry jr. For like wrongful possession, blah, blah, blah. So now you're, you're basically what you're saying is the Jones family's wild as fuck. <laughs> they be fucking. And it probably what an absolute mess, man. It probably wasn't a secret that Jerry had this child like amongst the family. Um, he has not been particularly quiet about his um, extracurricular activity throughout the years. I think anybody who's like gone out in Dallas knows that. <laughs> um, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, I can't even follow it like that. What you just told me is all news to me. Oh, catch it out on uh, a more in-depth retelling on friends of the pod. Uh, Jake Kim said, it's just banter. If you check out that Patreon. I'm going uh, to listen to that this afternoon. But, uh, last note on that, I would say this about the Jerry Jones saga is I wonder throughout all this, obviously Jerry Jones is married. It's not my business. Who knows? And within the family or how dare he, you know, cheat on the wife or any of those things. Don't care. The wild plot line that I'm waiting on is I want to find out that like all these years, Steven, his son and current GM of the Cowboys, basically, or Jerry Jr. had been claiming that like this daughter was actually his daughter covering for dad. Like that's what I want to know. Wait, like, like a, I, like a reverse <laughs> Ned Stark, John Snow situation almost. Basically. That's what I want to find out is that it was like, uh, she's gone around thinking Stephen Jones was her dad. Plot twist. Old Jerry knocked her mom up. That's what I want to see. Sex I mean, out of wedlock, you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> I mean, he's a scumbag. I mean, he is. And they say we didn't boys. They he's mean, the GM. Like, he's the general manager. He manages generally speaking. You follow me? You see where I'm going with this? Okay. <laughs> Man, I found, a, I found one photo of that bar because I was looking. I told Alyssa that the worst photo I've ever been in, the worst photo I've ever, the worst I've ever looked in a photo was at that bar. And I showed it to her. And I was like, oh, this is the bar with the bartender. He is not in the photo. But Oh, man. We need a picture of that guy. <clears throat> oh, actually, no. My bad picture was of Dylan. I took a picture of you while we were watching the MMA fight, and Dylan caught a stray in the photo. I've deleted it because it was not going to go anywhere. But it was a similar to uh, David at the Dallas meetup, like about to approach the burger. Remember when Poorly. I lost that burger? Oh, I didn't think that photo of me was bad. I do appreciate you deleting it, looking yeah, off yeah. of me. You're there, a real there's, one. There's no reason that that needed yeah, to live. But yeah, I hear you. somebody Thank was you. asking where that bar was. It's at the Henry in the Cosmo. Go find the guy. He's there. Yeah, we're going to make y'all work for it. <laughs> I just gave it away. Whatever. It's good. Oh, you just said, oh, fuck me. Yeah, Who cares? Whatever. Hey, I got a question. Pards, how's your bracket? Both of you are pards. So you either, buddy, any, either of you can take it. Uh, I'm going to give you live reacts because I am not good at like 
A, picking games, which we all know. Yeah. Three TikTok still coming your way, people. I will hold up my end of the deal. Um, I'm not good at all at picking games, much less a bracket. But what I'm worse at is picking games for a bracket and then following along. Like, I don't sit there and hold that shit side by side and, like, look through the results like they're lotto numbers. Like, I just pick some shit, go on with my day, and then I try to kind of follow the teams that I want to win or want to lose. I respect that. Answer that question. I am ranked 6.6 millionth on ESPN. Shit ain't looking It's not bad, man. Hey, now. Um, I'm a noted non-bracket guy. I do uh, what's called a snake draft, though. We just pick teams. My buddies and I, and uh, I'm looking pretty solid. I have Gonzaga, not Gonzaga. I have okay. U of H, and I have St. Peter's, Cinderella. So we're cooking. That's oh, a shit, good yeah. We're Shots cooking. the peacock. So uh, I'll keep you guys updated. I'm sure you all are uh, anxious I'm to I cannot wait. Do a li- you should live tweet it. Um, I did catch a basketball game last night that I am willing to talk about if you guys want to hear my thoughts on it. All in. The University of Texas. University of Texas played uh, Randy's Purdue Boilermakers. Texas lost uh, 71-81 in a, look. Um, a dogfight. Purdue's a better basketball team. I think that's fair to say. They've been better all year. Texas uh, fought pretty hard, I, th- I thought. Played decently well. Um, and no one wants to hear, like, officiating was bad guy. No one wants to hear that. But officiating was really bad. Little free throw discrepancy. So Purdue last night shot 46 free throws. Texas shot 12. I would simply drive it to the lane more. 46 to 12. Um, Catch me in the The paint. whistles were out last night. Um, the big dude, Edie for Purdue, 7-4, massive head. <laughs> anytime he got the ball, and I mean anytime He's he touched head. the ball, he was a whistle blew. He would just like barrel through the guy like defending him in the post, barrel through him, and he would draw a foul every single time. And that big fucker could knock down free <laughs> throws too. Really frustrating game to watch from like a, just an officiating standpoint. Again, not gonna admit, like that's not the reason why Texas lost. Purdue is just a better basketball team, but a very frustrating game to watch. Um, where's the number? I think Texas, like. Aside from the aside from the free throw line, just like from the field, outscored Purdue by like 18 points or something ridiculous like that. I don't know what it was. Anyway, yeah, uh, look, I'm happy with the season Texas had. I really am. Um, to make it to the round of 32 after the pretty terrible years they've had leading up to this, um, I like it. I'm okay with it. I know that they they were preseason. They were just overhyped because they got some. Of course, aside from getting crisp here, they got some pretty. Studly transfers, but um, overrated, I think, to start the season in a good year. Yeah. Better things to come. I've, I've watched a lot of Texas. I did not think they deserved to be a six seed. I was shocked by that. I never, there was, I mean, they did beat, they beat Baylor in their conference tournament. And that was, you know, that was very impressive. It was probably their best win up to that point. I think Baylor was like third in the country then. But, uh, this is a dub because I think it, most people had Virginia Tech beating Texas in the first round. I did. Texas has got – they just never played well together. It just looked like a bunch of, like, good players who just had no chemistry whatsoever. Yeah. Beard seemed like he didn't really – you know, he was just trying to get through this season and then he'd get his guys in there. Um, I don't know. I For them to do this and then have, like, a, a, a competitive game against Purdue, good for him. Good for them. 
And that's that it makes you think. It's like Chris Beard, he did so much with Texas. And then, like, you know, I mean, like how much of the Texas tech credit goes to Chris Beard? I don't know. Some people are saying not a lot. Some people are saying a lot. I don't know. Email KJ um, <laughs> if you have any takes on that. KJ, what say you? Um, I'm happy that Chris Beard is there. I'm not going to judge him too soon. I've already made my, my thoughts known that there are certain teams in the Big 12 one in Fort Worth, one a little bit more West than that, that are trying to be every bit of the most annoying types of sports fans and being very obsessed with the other teams in their conference. We've all hated it when the SEC does it, but for some reason, these two fan bases thinks it's the way to go right now. I'm out on that. Uh, Having said that, Gonzaga, Arkansas, I'm... Think Gonzaga will put their shit together. I'm not going to predict all these games. What I do want to mention is that uh, after calling for uh, Juwan Howard's job, he's in the Sweet 16. Me personally, I thought he's going to be fired. He's uh, fought his way back to keeping his job at Michigan. Uh, and I will root for Texas Tech if for no other reason than I want to see Coach K's uh, career end at the hands of Texas Tech. And maybe, uh, just maybe, Somebody to talk about, oh, that time, like his grandson was involved in a DUI along with their star player in the middle of the season. They were just like, ah, fuck it. We've handled it internally and just kind of went on cooking. I always um, thought that was tough for the with the dude who was in the passenger seat. I can't remember which guy it was, but it was like he was just in the car. Yeah, he and he got like the assisting DUI, which whatever. Didn't man. even know I, that I, was I, a thing. All bad ideas, but uh, they did an excellent job of keeping that a non-story. Uh, but you know, catch me uh, rooting for Purdue, I guess. That that would be my one uh, team I'm interested in besides Iowa State. Did you see the turnaround that Iowa State's had? 2-22 and 22 last year. 0-18 in the conference. Fires their head coach. Hires guy we all know and love. We know by name. We talked to him all day. TJ Oltzelberger. We go way <laughs> back, right? You guys remember this guy. Oatsberg. <laughs> Oats. They call him Oats. They don't. I don't know. Uh, had an incredible record apparently at UNLV in three years, something like 72 and 33. Uh, but as a team that was absolute trash in the Sweet 16 this year, so shouts that to is Iowa impressive. State. Yeah, Cyclones. Shout, shout out to North Carolina, they are playing, they're playing out of their mind, and they they came out hot, they were up 25 on Baylor, and about 12 minutes in, or I guess eight minutes into the second half, I turned, I switched it over. I put on the valve spar. That's how down <laughs> bad I was. I was like, well, this is not happening. And then I fought on Twitter. People were like, oh. So, I, of course, me being a great fan, I switched back. Baylor was still down 15. And that entire game was one of the most poorly officiated games. There was a lot of bad calls. The one that really affected Baylor was in overtime. The uh, out-of-bounds call that, I mean, North Carolina came out, went up three, and then there was an out-of-bounds call that went their way, which clearly replay was, it wasn't even close. And they had an and one or hit a three. And it was a six-point over game. And shout out to them. There was a flagrant two that was a little sus on an elbow. I was happy to see that guy get kicked out as he is just, he used to play for OU. Talking about the white guy with the beard. Can't remember his name. Yeah, Chad. Chad, I don't know. Why I just thought of a white guy with a beard. Yeah, I, I, 
We'll go with Chad. I, I, was, I forget that dude's name. Got ejected. That's kind of where the turnaround started. Whatever, man. Um, tough year for Baylor. Scott Drew with one just a bad tweet. Jake, our buddy, uh, tweeted how bad it was. Uh, it was basically thanking Baylor Nation, and he had a graphic that showed all of the uh, defending champions how they did not repeat. Without the graphic, that's like a. It's like okay. It is hard to repeat. Absolutely, it is. But the graphic, like he had that ready to ready to go. It's like, who, who made that graphic? Well, and like, dude, you're not some small co- small potatoes coach. You are a, a very very good program that just won a natty. You don't have to be insecure. Like, you'll be back next year. You'll probably have some four star and five stars. Like, yeah. you're gonna be back in the mix. It's fine. Thank the fans. Tell them we'll be back, and then that's all you gotta do. I thought that don't, was don't really let a graphic bizarre. go like that. I like Scott Drew. He's a nice guy, but bad tweet. Might delete. Uh, yeah. I, I had one other note on college basketball. Uh, I found my buddy, Sean Miller. He's got a job again. He's hired by Xavier. Let's uh, go. So wherever Xavier is located, I will be uh, paying attention to their season next year to see what their antiperspirant is like. That's all we got. Oh, and Mark Few. Nobody talks about his DUI either. <laughs> Let's party. Oh God. I'm trying to find that, that white dude's name. I saw the headline or the picture of him, but I, I, I didn't see the game. So I didn't know his name. Wow. I see we're leading off the sports party with another death conversation. I did who come on. Well, this is a segment <laughs> where we uh, typically party. We'll see how that goes. It's the sports party. Rest in peace, John Clayton. I did put that on there. I had to put it where it belongs. I feel like if there's a death, we got to pay attention to it first, you know, say our prayers and adios, John Clayton. It's a sports death. 62 years old, ESPN commentator, analyst, reporter. And apparently all that Twitter sums up his entire career to is a Slayer commercial. ESPN commercial where he's wearing a Slayer shirt. Is that not kind of weird? (laughs) You it was pretty – it's a funny commercial, but it's like, dude, he was really, really good. Like, he was you know how well-regarded as, like, a football journalist. Have you heard the conspiracy that he has always had a ponytail? Yes. Have you heard this one, KJ? Well, in that Slayer commercial, he has one that he, like, <laughs> Velcros on or something. He, like, rips it off when he's, like, back to his himself or whatever. But there's a, an actual conspiracy that throughout his entire career, he had a ponytail that he just tucked into his suit – and like never turned his head to reveal that he was actually that actually had a ponytail. There's a photo he didn't that sparked this. Yeah, and it was probably like a, a mic wire or something. I don't know. Yeah, but, but R.I.P. Yeah. to a legend. It just makes me think that like when we do eventually lose like Sal Palantonio, we're gonna be like, hey, you remember that time that he and Donovan McNabb like served some chunky noodle soup to his mom in a commercial or something? I'm like, you know, we all know Sal Palantonio from giving us pregame reports in the snow outside of Foxborough and other good things. I don't know. I'm sad to have anybody die. I felt like the internet really rushed to be like, oh my gosh, how are we ever going to move on? Yeah. Without this commercial. (laughs) There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of Twitter clout chasing with uh, just, just tweeting that video. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was John Clayton was a legend or something like that. And you're going to do numbers, which, hey, not hating. We probably did it. Fuck, I don't know what Landry did. But Shouts to Steve. 
Bruce Scott. It was apparently like of the ESPN of that, like, you know, the nineties, I don't know if he was an OG uh, ESPN guy, but probably, probably a sweetheart of a guy. Until they fired him. Until they uh, fired him. Now. Ooh, Adam, we- can we get the vid? I'd like you guys to watch this elbow. This is from uh, Meatball Molly, Molly McCann, winner at uh, UFC London. Meatball Molly? That's her nickname, Meatball Molly. Uh, honestly, a great nickname. I may have showed you guys this, but it's worth looking at again. Just watch this. She's the one on the left. Let's uh, let's get this video here live. You used it on the walkout, which is fun, but you got to be ready for that. Okay. Oh, my God. It's a spinning back. Yeah. It's a spinning elbow. That was clean. That's his... That's as good of a knockout as you'll ever see. Male or female. Okay, we're good on that one. Just wanted that to watch that one. In, they couldn't have done that in February. I'm sorry? I don't know. Hmm. You know. Black History Month. I think he was yeah. going for there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Come on, KJ. That was a vicious hit. You don't know, his, uh, hey, you don't know uh, Molly McCann's heritage? He's trying to make us whites uncomfortable there. That's what he's trying to do. <laughs> Why are we otherizing? What about me? I could be one of the S whites. My grandmother uh, is okay. fair. Okay. Well, there you go. Hey, do well, you guys, yeah. you guys remember the mountain from Game of Thrones? Oh yeah. Well, he dabbles in. Um, Did he knock somebody out? Exhibition boxing. He dabbles. At, well, not even exhibition. He's he's straight up uh, fighting other. He's he's learning bodybuilder the, boxing types. Learning the strongman. He's he's fighting a strongman named Eddie Hall. Uh, a former British professional strongman, and uh, watch this. Watch this knockdown. This is one of this is clean. This man's a large fella. Jab, jab, bam. By the way, Eddie Hall got up from that, which is probably more impressive than the punch itself. Okay, we're good. Um, this dude is. If, if you haven't seen the mountain lately, if 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 you've only known him from Game of Thrones and you've seen a pic, if you see a picture of him now, it is shocking. The transformation his body has gone through. He's more. He he's is, more cut up now. He's absolute. He probably weighs. I don't know, three hundred ninety pounds, and is absolutely shredded. He has like an eight pack. Probably the natural. Shot of him at the end, like just from the back. That might be the most in, enviable. Like, that's the body. Yeah. The other guy has the body who makes me think he's got a penis like a sun-kissed tuna can. Right. But, that's the body. And then understated in this entire clip, what's up with the ref? <laughs> How is he going to stop anything from occurring in this fight that he does not agree with? They needed you in there. They needed the large KJ needed from the show. <laughs> I would have very uh, mixed feelings about jumping in front of 6'9", 350. Like that guy, the ref could be 6'2", 200 pounds, but he looks quite tiny. Yeah, that if that accidentally hits a man of normal stature, you're dead. I feel like Ooh. you're not waking up from that. He's six nine. Nice. Jeez, that is Jeez. a that's a lot. That's a lot. The it's other guy just gives me like Tank Abbott memories. Like you know, I, I miss those days. Of- oh man, shout out his his wife is absolutely tiny, too. I'm not. She's cute too. I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just saying that the the difference in size is shocking. What would you be suggesting? I don't know. She's their husband and wife. They've probably intercoursed. They've probably made love. Yeah. Fucking. Thanks. They've got kids. They did some fucking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, KJ, does it surprise you that Urban Meyer may not have been that familiar with, um, I don't know, Debo Samuel, 
I don't know, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, yes. Debo Samuel, yeah, sure, I guess. I feel like we all were obsessing with him towards the playoffs because it's not like he was a household name. I knew of him just because we're idiots and we pay attention to this stuff. Urban Meyer definitely should have known of him, but for people to recant like him calling people out by their jersey number and not saying, hey, Aaron Jamal Donald uh, is really blowing up the gap there. Like, coaches are idiots like that. They'll watch film and they'll be like, 17 is, you know, hitting the hole here. But we got to watch out for this guy. Like, they don't attach the, like, history of a player to somebody like uh, normal human beings do. That said, the Athletic has a very lengthy teardown expose, whatever you want to call it, of Urban Meyer and his time in Jacksonville. What kind of idiot would have ever thought that would have worked? What kind of idiot would have sat on this podcast and said within three years, AFC championship or better? Bet. Urban stinks, baby. (laughs) Hey, who's this Aaron Donald feller? (laughs) Can you imagine? That's a part that makes me really question this this rumor, this report, whatever's going on. He's here. the he's like the best player in the league. Yeah, yeah, literally. He's the game he's he a is. game record. He's the one guy you should know. And Aaron Donald's not so old that like Urban Meyer would have been a college head coach during Aaron Donald's like recruitment time period. So there's no chance that he wouldn't have at some point had I, I guess Aaron Donald wasn't highly recruited. He ended up at Pitt. I don't know what his you know offer situation was. But he was undersized. Obviously, he's overperformed. Absolute insane. Great. We've all said it. But I feel like Urban Meyer would have known. He probably has talked to him directly a couple times. Urban puts off the vibe like when he's like looking at Aaron Donald's like film from high school. He's just like cocky, chewing gum. Like only six one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Too small. Next. Like that's exactly what Urban Meyer would have done. Have you watched any of the winning time show I mentioned uh, on HBO Max about the Lakers featuring John C. Riley? Not yet. Okay. So I'll, I won't spoil anything, but Jerry Buss was the former head coach of the Lakers when they drafted Magic Johnson. Um, he was notably and famously opposed to drafting Magic Johnson uh, because he thought he was too tall. He's like, the distance that the ball has to travel from his hand to the ground as a point guard, it won't work. He is too tall. And that reminds me exactly of what you're saying with Urban Meyer. Like he would be that type of coach where it's like he has this philosophy and fuck you otherwise. Yeah. It's kind of a kind of a stubborn industry, I think. Especially when it comes to guys like Urban Meyer. I would say if anybody should be happy about Urban Meyer's career trajectory, it would be a Texas Longhorns fan who's like had him attached to every job opening for like 15 years and mm. it never manifested, never happened. And you guys dodged a bullet. And blessing in disguise. You think he would have gotten into trouble in Austin? Oh man. He'd Herb- be at, uh, what is, uh, I'm, I'm screwing up my own joke by not knowing the name of the Blind place. Pig. Right. Riverside, Riverside. I don't know. It's Riverside, Lakeside, uh, fucking bar. Cannon Abel's Joe's crab shack. Ula hut. Ula Hutt is he'll get busted at Kane and Abel's talking to some 21 year old Abel's on the lake is what I was thinking. Abel's on the lake. Ah, cool. Adam knows. Hey, and last Steph Curry out into the playoffs out until the playoffs. Big, big. What happened? I missed this. Marcus smart diving for a ball rolled into his ankle foot area. Which Mm. respect to Steve Kerr on how he handled it. He acknowledged that he's coached 
Marcus Smart in like a U.S. basketball situation. I can't remember his Olympics or the World Championships. I think the World Championships complimented Marcus Smart, said that it wasn't intentional, just hated that it happened on that play. Marcus Smart basically was like, you know, I went for the ball and that happened. It's unfortunate, which in those situations, I'm, you know, it sucks, but what are you going to do? It does make me eager as somebody who is following the Western Conference playoffs for the NBA quite close as NBA guy here. KJ Ellis is really excited about the prospect of the Dallas Mavericks sands, their front office leadership uh, and their hopes for the playoffs. Same. Except for Nico. He wasn't there for any of this. (laughs) It's exactly. You want to run it back? Let's run it back. Whoa. What? What'd I do? You, it popped. You popped hard. That was a heavy one. That was heavy Dorn. It's okay. So, I speak too quietly. I'm popping my shit. It's okay. I can't. I can't just. I got your that. volumes messed I can't up. Find the meat. Anyway, <laughs> it's time to run it back. Of course, it's the segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Will it? Well, he was helping us this episode as he is not very busy today. He told us that's not the even si- true. The Siphon King took out the Red Bull team in Bahrain. Dave backdoor podium to sock hop against children. And apparently he sabotaged one of their sacks. Uh, I was 12 and under. Okay. Dave goes to the gym wearing shorts, shirts, socks, and shoes. It's a new initiative. Shout out to Cage's grandma, Sue, who is quite white. We found out today. The mountain makes love to his wife and KJ will find it online. All right. I'd pay for that. Dylan can't find the meat. Wait, I'm sorry. That's a baseball reference, right? Sure. I assume so. Sure. Hey, that was fun. Did you guys have fun? I had a great How time. College World Series. I mean, that is a serious question. So, like, how long again? Until I really need to dial in on college baseball. How far do we have left in like the regular season? Oh, um, I don't know. I think we got a month. Or I don't so. know. I'll look at this because when uh, is when's Omaha? Yeah, Texas. Um, Texas is is winning again. Oh boy, they are. I think seventeen and five now. What day? When is it? We got the rest of this month. We got all of April, and then we got two weeks. Two weeks in June. They will see me in late May. <laughs> what I didn't realize is that Texas lost their ace several weeks ago against UCLA. Oh, do you have any eligibility sun, their left? Sunday starter Tanner Witt, I believe his name is Bobby Witt's kid, out for the season. Really? Yeah. So seriously. So that's that was uh, deflating to find out, but. Uh, they're still mashing the ball, which is tight. The Hispanic Titanic is just hitting fucking – he's pissing on baseballs, which is crazy. Such a good nickname. Such yeah. a good nickname. Anyway. KJ, right. did you have a good time? I had a great time. I can't explain how much I – or express how much I miss being on here with you guys. Hopefully, I will see you in person next week. Hey, batting down the hatches, man. This storm is no joke. It's going to hit. Tornado watch is in effect for both of our, both of our uh, neck of the woods. Next I'm, of the woods. I'm going to go get Parks early from school right now. Go get that guy. That's facts. Be safe out there. Bye. Bye. I hit the wrong button. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.